Welcome to Rama for today. What made the difference? What a difference! Here's a man, a man that's a college professor, a man that's full of the Holy Ghost. When he's nine or ten years old, never been to school, couldn't read or write, lived in a house with a dirt floor. What made him? What put him over? He had to have something different from the rest of them, or he'd wound up probably in the pen just like his other brother did. He had to, and that other sister had to have something different than the others, and she'd wound up like the other girls, a prostitute. They all had the same chance. They all heard the same words. But you see, they spoke different words. You're listening to Rama for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Also, later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen with today's teaching. I remember my wife and I, when we first got married, almost 42 years ago, over 41 years ago, and right about this time, the month of June of 1939, we accepted the pastor of a little church in the north, in the black land of north central Texas. Well, we'd only been married a few months. And when I'd married, my dad-in-law had said, because I rented, I pastored a different church at that time from the community where they lived. And, and I rented a room from one of my board members and stayed with him because the church had no parsonage. When you get married, just move in here, you see. We have plenty of room. And uh, he was a farmer in this community, and he said... Uh, uh, you know, board and room won't cost you anything. What the church pays you, just save it up to help get started in life. So you see, we, we didn't have any furniture. We didn't have any housekeeping utensils and so on and so forth. So we moved into this party. They had a little furniture in this party. It wasn't fully furnished. The pastor had left about half of the furniture belonged to him. He moved what belonged to him, of course. And there was a little bit of furniture left there, but not much. And, and no dishes. And no cooking utensils. Well, we had just been married about six months and they'd given us a shower in this other church and we'd got a few cooking utensils, not many, but a few. And a few little odds and ends and dishes, but no set of dishes. You know, 39, those were depression days. I don't know if anybody can remember that far back or not, but brother, it wasn't like it is now. And uh, so we, we didn't have much. Tell you the truth about the matter. There was a table in the kitchen and a stove in this parsonage, but no chairs. And so I got me an apple box. You know, they, had, they made them out of wood in those days, not paper, pasteboard. And, and a couple of them. And we sat on those apple crates. And we didn't have plates. So we got, a, I think we had one plate for my wife, and I got me a bucket lid. <laughs> and we didn't have a full setting of knife or fork and a spoon, you know. We had to pass the knife back and forth. Ain't got but one. Did happen to have two forks. No cups, no. Did have a few odd glasses. So we could drink water, but no cups. But some of the dear members, with a giant picture in their mind of how big God is, came bringing in some cups and saucers and every single one of them was cracked. We can't use them. I thought maybe you could. 
That's the idea people's God of God. He'll take the hand-me-downs and whatever you can slough off a little here and there if it's not important. No, we just bundle them all up and throw them away. If they couldn't use them, why well, God can't use them. And God's people can't use them. Amen. And I just enjoyed myself throwing them against the wall and breaking them up. <laughs> Some way or another, people have got the idea God's a God of poverty. That we ought to all be poverty-stricken. We're not... God is a spirit. He's not a spirit of poverty. He's a spirit of plenty. Hallelujah. He's not a spirit of sickness and disease. He's a spirit of healing and health. Are you listening to me? Now start believing that. And you'll start speaking different words. He's not a God of failure. I don't believe God is a failure. You think he is? No, sir. No, sir. He's not a God of defeat. He's a God of success. He's a God of of victory. And I'm his child. I'm in his family. I'm not in a defeatist family. I'm not in a failure family. Glory to God. I'm in a family of success. I'm in a family of victory. Look at it. Just look at it. I mean, you don't have to have too much sense, just enough to do a little bit of thinking and see. Look at the country where the gospel's gone, the light shined in. You'll see how it brings them out of defeat and poverty and failure into success. Look into homes right here in America. Thinking about some time ago, special service I preached in a certain place a little over a year ago. And uh, two young men, one of them was the associate pastor of this church who carried me some distance, got me some distance away to the airport. Another young man who was there went along with us. This young man gave his testimony. This young man's a professor in a university, a doctor, Ph.D., was saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaks other tongues. And as they were talking, he said, my mother, in fact, I, I, I never didn't know who my father was. My mother had five children. None of them really knew who their father was. They had different fathers. We lived in the very poorest part of the city or the town. In fact, the house we lived in had a dirt floor in it. Didn't even have a wooden floor. Dirt floor. Poverty stricken. But the pastor of that full gospel church came along and found them. And the mother said, well, yeah, I would like to have the children in Sunday school. Well, we'll send for them. They got the kids in Sunday school. Some of them never had even been to public school, though they're old enough to go to school. In fact, this boy, about nine or ten, never had been to school. Never had been to school. But he got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost at nine or ten years of age. Then he wanted to study, wanted to make something of himself. He got a spirit, you see, on the inside of him. Blessed be God of victory. Hallelujah. And uh, the church tried to help the family, got him a better house, gave him an automobile. 
Not a new one, but an automobile because they live some distance where no mother could come and bring the children to church. And she came a few times. And, oh, no, I'm not interested in that. Sold the car and pocketed the money because <laughs> he'd put it in her name. But this young man said, a college professor, Dr. So-and-so, he said to me, what's sad about it, Brother Egan? He said, one of my other sisters and I got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. I'm a college professor, Dr. So-and-so, you see, known in educational circles and also a man full of the Holy Ghost. My sister, you see, made something of herself. But those other three children, five of them, those other three children, not a one of them ever amounted to anything. I hate to admit it, but my brother, you see, is in the penitentiary. My two sisters are prostitutes. Their mother was. They didn't know, she didn't know who's the daddy of the children. My mother, you see, just went, went on to the dogs. And, you know, the devil already had her. What made the difference? What a difference! Here's a man, a man that's a college professor. A man that's full of the Holy Ghost. When he's nine to ten years old, never been to school, couldn't read or write, lived in a house with a dirt floor. What made him? What put him over? He had to have something different from the rest of them, or he'd wound up probably in the pen just like his other brother did. He had to, and that other sister had to have something different than the others, and she'd wound up like the other girls, a prostitute. They all had the same chance. They all heard the same words. But you see, they spoke different words. They said, no. His mother said, no, I'm not interested in that. I'm just not interested in that. The other children turned it down. But these said the right words. I like that. I'll take Jesus as my Lord. I'll take Jesus as my Savior. And he happened to get a hold of a pastor that had our books, and so he put our books into his hands. And he began to speak faith words. And he started to school. And he went so fast, you see, he caught up with his folks. He graduated with honors from high school. He graduated from the highest honors from college. Came from very low background. What made the difference? Oh, he got, uh, he got hooked up with the God of this universe. He got hooked up with the God of success. He got hooked up with the God that knows no defeat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so he refused anything except success. He refused defeat. Friends and neighbors, if you talk about your trials and your difficulties and your lack of faith and your lack of health and your lack of money, you speak those kind of words, your faith will shrivel. And the devil will rise up and dominate you. If you confess sickness, it will develop sickness in your system. If you confess doubts, your doubts will grow stronger. Are you listening to me? If you confess the lack of finances, it will stop the money from coming in. How well I've learned that through the years and reversed it and changed the order of things. If you talk about your doubts and fears, it will destroy your faith. If you don't know the Father, how can you talk about Him? Get acquainted with Him. How do you get acquainted with Him? Through the Word of God and through prayer. Hallelujah, he's everything the Word says he is. And he can do everything the Word says he can do. Amen. Amen. Say that out loud. God is everything the Word of God says he is. God is everything the Word of God says he is.
and he can do everything the Word says he can do. That's what you're going to talk about. It's what God can do. Hallelujah to God. Who God is. Amen. My Father is greater than all. Glory. Glory. My Father is greater than all. Woo. Hallelujah. Look defeat in the face and cry out, My God is greater than you. Look failure in the face and declare, my God is greater. That's what Jesus said. My Father is greater than all. A double L's all. I just refuse to be defeated. Amen. I've never been defeated. I can't be defeated. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. And our product offer this month. Now, this is the last time yes. that this will be offered. For a gift of $35 or more, the Untapped Power of Praise. Yes. My book. Your book. And because of Jesus, three CDs. Yes. And your new release. Yes, How to Respond in Troubled Times. And that's for a gift of $35 or more. Go to rama.org, order it right now. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.